I'm Christine Waters, Money Coach. I'm Madeline Irvine, Food Coach. And this is the Healthy Cash Cow, bringing health and wealth together. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I am good. I'm getting ready to be let out. I would, I'm feeling <laughs> a little, although again, I'm very grateful that I live on a dirt road and in the peace and quiet of acres, but I think it would be nice for this lockdown to end. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it mildly. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and what about you? How are you going? I'm well. I'm very excited about today because we are looking at what COVID has highlighted about health and wealth. Oh, yes. And hasn't it had some highlights in both? When you think about it, it's like, (gasps) we have to be looking at our health because we don't want to die. Um, (laughs) We have to be looking at our money because if the government didn't step in, we would not be eating and we would die. Like, well, Mm. we would be begging on the streets. And, like, it's really highlighted to me that we all need to start being really intentional about our health and our money. How has it highlighted health, do you think? There are a lot of studies talking about vitamin D deficiency and they did one study using data from 46 countries showing vitamin D deficiency is associated with an increased risk of COVID infection, mortality across like a wide range of countries. I thought it was really interesting because we talk about health and it's important to be healthy. We've talked about the long long game. It's showing us that the state of our immune system counts. It matters how we eat, how we take mm. care of ourselves. It shows that we can truly, it truly has a either positive or negative effect on our health outcomes. And COVID is no exception to that. So mm. that is the case in general. But definitely, yeah, COVID has highlighted that. And I do think that COVID isn't the last thing. Like I think COVID is a big highlight. Even when COVID is gone, in the next however many years, there there potentially will be something else. If not COVID, it'll be something else. Exactly. Who knows what's ahead? We've actually never known what's ahead. (laughs) But what what we do know is that how you eat will affect your health outcomes. Mm. The anxiety and fear is real. You know, this is super tough on everyone. And so I feel like any ability to feel like you can choose something that will have a positive impact on your outcome It's actually helpful psychologically. Mm. So if we think about the apocalypse, (laughs) (laughs) like a boxing match. So let's take a scenario where you haven't trained. You've never had a coach to show you how to box, uh, how to hold your fist, whatever. You don't have any gloves. If you go into a ring against a heavyweight, that is going to be daunting because, Mm. you know, you are (laughs) ill-prepared. No one is going to be betting on you. And then if we flip that and say, you got a coach, you did the work, did the strength training, you honed your footwork skills, you got some gloves, (laughs) you know, you now feel prepared. I mean, you'll still have a sense of nerves going into the ring, but you have a greater sense of confidence that you can hold your own in the ring. That's what I would say about this scenario. It's very daunting for everyone. Mm. But I think if you can take things that we know that are positive 
and we can introduce them or add them in or increase them into our world, then that has a positive effect on how we feel about going into the ring against this thing, you know? Absolutely. I 100% agree because if we're not mindful, we are slipping down a rabbit hole basically. Like Mm. um, I was reading an Instagram thing and in it she said that was exactly what you're saying. And also mm. obesity, because when people are highly overweight, it, their immune system's working harder mm. than this. They're even high, they're so highly susceptible of getting COVID or having side effects from yeah. vaccines. And because of the state their body is already in, they're very high risk. Yeah. I don't want it to be like a freaky thing. It's more like let this be an encouragement mm. to fuel the fire to make some lifestyle changes because, you know, how you eat and the state of your nutrient bank matters. So, you know, it's like maybe instead of going to fear, it's like let's look at in a, in a positive light. What can I do? Regardless of what state I'm in today, what can I do? So maybe, you know, looking into sourcing some good quality D3 with K2, some good quality zinc or omega-3, vitamin C supplements, all of those things will strengthen and ready your immune system, you know, and food-wise, you know, um, spikes in sugar can suppress your immune system. So cut down or cut out sugar, you know, sugar is hiding everywhere, Mm. (laughs) you know, so just get intentional about hunting it down and then cutting it out, you know, and then, you know, I'm doing something that'll help my immune system. Alcohol impairs nutrient absorption by damaging the cell lining in the stomach and the intestines. It disables the transport of some nutrients into the blood. So we can dress less less alcohol or we can cut it out, you know, things that will help us. Fast food, processed meat, it can cause inflammation and weaken your immune system. So we can look at cutting some of that stuff down. So I haven't had sugar up until last Sunday for 12 weeks. Wow. And I'd only had one glass of alcohol way in the early bit to have a celebration or something. It might have been some birthday or something. Anyway, this Sunday I had a cheat day. and I, It was death by caramel slice and, <laughs> and I had a glass of wine. How I woke up Monday was like I had a hangover. One glass of wine and one very large caramel slice. Seriously, you don't, and sometimes you don't know how badly it affects your body until you've abstained for a while. And within the first hour after having the caramel slice, I had a headache. That was before the wine. (laughs) Anyway, just I'm just backing you up because you were so right. Yeah, you do not realize until you have abstained just how much it affects your body. What I think COVID is teaching us is that our get out of jail free card is being revoked. You know, that feeling of I can eat whatever with no consequences, fading into the distance of the reality of what what we eat really matters. I think at the forefront, our body and our immune system, they need us to be a team player. They need us to to work for them and not against them. So mm. it's not it's not all doom and gloom, you know, it's something to be excited about, I think. Because it's like, oh, those are little things I can start changing. Those are little things that will help my immune system have a better chance of doing what it needs to do. Definitely look at it from that. This is like a positive, not like a, 
oh my gosh, I eat hot chips. I'm going to (laughs) die. You know, I don't want Mm. people to go to trauma, but more be encouraged. There are some things we can do that will help us. Absolutely. That's awesome, Madeline. Thank you, because that is it's such a good reminder to get our health in order and but also encouraging to do baby steps and to start somewhere and to not be overwhelmed by all this. Just know that the best chance you have is to have a healthy mind, body, spirit, finances. Yeah. So, Chris, what would you say COVID has highlighted in the wealth area with finances? Some pretty interesting stuff going on for people. There is. What has been highlighted, I think, the most is the gap between the haves and the have-nots is growing Mm. wider. Like I looked at a lot of statistics and I thought, nah, I'm not talking statistics except one. (laughs) That (laughs) on the under-poverty line, a family is trying to deal with their whole life and spending with approximately $750 a week. And when you Mm. consider if you don't own your own home, rent has gone up and it's very, very hard. If you've got a family of four, which is an average family, to rent somewhere, the minimum in some of the lower income areas to have something very basic is about $450 a week. So that leaves you $300 a week to feed a Mm. family of four before anything else. They're your basic survival skills, food, shelter, water. So that gap between the lowest what they class as wealthy is $4,100 a week. So they're okay. Even if they don't own any property or invest and they're earning that sort of money, they're fine. So that gap seems to have got wider. More people making the bigger money, more people living under the poverty line. But, Mm. again, it's two things that we need to be thankful for. We live in a country where we do have help. We live in a country where there is a lot of charities and a lot of people out there trying to help. No, it is not easy, but we do live in a country where we have a welfare system. There are many countries in the world that don't. So we need to be, we still need to be grateful for the welfare system we have. It's it's just not enough. Do you know what I mean? For people who especially especially the, the more vulnerable people like a single parent, family, immigrants, adults with disabilities. So it's a big gap. And I was looking at it thinking, like, you can get overwhelmed. You can get overwhelmed with the health of society. You can get overwhelmed with the people who are really, really struggling as well. Hence why we do this, to give hope. My ultimate goal is hope, hope to move forward. The difference between the haves and have-nots, so I will call it the financially literate and the financially illiterate, is people who are financially literate know what to do with their money and have the self-control to do it. The financially illiterate don't really know what to do with their money, so don't have the self-control. And so would you say you can have a a high-paying job and still be financially illiterate? You can have a low-paying job and be financially literate. Would that would that be true, or like yes. in terms of? Yeah, absolutely. You can. It's a really it is a tricky one because usually somebody who's got a high-paying job has been either work figured out they've got to work a different path. They're not caught up in the system of school, uni, job. 
they may have got through all that but realise that, that it has taken hard work and it's up to them to do it. They may not realise the potential of where they are. And someone without yeah. money who is struggling can be struggling because they have lost their business and may be quite financially literate or they've had a divorce or many, many things that put people under the poverty line besides financial mm. illiteracy. But usually yeah. the person who is there is a little bit financial illiterate. And, they just, and, you know, all that means is I just don't really know what money can do for me. Money, yeah. money can do a lot for me. People who are at the have-not end usually are surrounded by a lot of have-not people. People who mm. are the haves end usually are surrounded by the have people. Not, and I'm not talking about haves and have-nots as in good and bad. I'm talking about just a difference. It's not really, it's not a personal thing. It's a growth thing. So mm. uh, there, uh, there was a mum that I was reading about who was unable to even afford to buy their child a, a birthday cake. Then she went on to speak about, well, what she's learning to do in this season is to then buy, buy the ingredients and make stuff. Like she's mm. got more time, she's lost her job, the job that she had, um, I think she's only doing half the hours or something like that anyway. So she's managed, learning within that is now starting to learn to manage her money better. So she's, but, mm. she, but it's sacrifice. There is, there is a lot of sacrifice that goes with making any change in your life, whether it be health, fitness, wealth. Where any growth takes a form of sacrifice. And the thing when people get under pressure, and which is what COVID has done, it's put everybody under pressure, is it, it comes out where you're at. Um, are, you, are you pivoting if your job's not there? Are you, do you have some money in the bank? Have you saved your emergency fund? What would mm. your life look like if you had money to last a year if the crap hits the fan again what would that look like mm. start we need to start dreaming if we're not there so the thing yeah. that the thing that I don't want this to be a, oh my gosh life is over because it's not this is actually <laughs> yeah. an opportunity the difference between the haves and the have-nots is and I, I use the I, please don't be offended with the haves and the have-nots I'm trying to find a word that's the most least offensive is <laughs> the person who generally has who has created a bit of financial security for themselves, see opportunity in everything. The person who mm. doesn't usually can't see opportunity. They see, oh, no, this is my life. I'm stuck. So the thing that I have learned and over my research over the years is it's 20 times harder to change a bad habit than it is a good habit. So you need to be replacing bad habits with good habits overspending spending when you don't have money spontaneous mm. spending instant gratification spending buy now pay later spending don't mm. get me on that the, the, <laughs> the buy now pay later stuff like mm, really makes me mad because now they're offering coupons to make you do it do you think covid is highlighting the dangers of people get into that and think yep sweet as and then something like this happens and then all of a sudden ah. they're in a pickle yeah and they get multiple ones and 
most people don't even associate buy now, pay later as debt. Yeah. It's not actually in their debt box like a credit card. It is debt. Let Mm. me just clear this out Mm. for everyone. It's debt. A credit card is debt. If you have a $4,000 credit card at an average of 18 to 20% interest and only pay, pay the minimum repayment, it'll take you a minimum of six years to pay it off. Wow. Minimum. Usually it takes 12 years to pay off because of the interest. Wow. Yes, there are tactics and things to get it. Again, we have opportunities. There are ways to yep. do it that work better. The, actually, the other thing that is a bad habit that people with no money do, this never, ever ceases to amaze me, is they buy <laughs> lotto tickets. It's not you've got no money to invest, or but you'll go buy a flipping 20 buck scratchy. Guess what? Yeah. T- chances of winning the 250000 are less than you making that money for yourself. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> you're better off changing changing your the way you think. So the bad habits like the the wasting time, um, binge mm. watching, as I said, you've got to have those times. You've got to have a season of binge watching. You've got to have your cheat day. You've got to do that. But you've got to replace them with good habits. Wake up and walk. Mm. Wake up and listen to something good. This is for when you have no money. Start learning off people who who are recommended, not some guru on the internet. You've got to do your research. Start learning about money. Start listening and following people in your world who actually are further ahead than you. Surround mm. yourself. Don't be afraid to put boundaries around people who are who are in a a circle that you no longer want to be in. Create mm. a new circle. Still love the old circle, but you re- but be realistic and go. Okay, that circle of friends is not bringing me up. It's bringing keeping me down. Like your lotto buddies. Yeah. No stop more. buying lotto. <laughs> stop With your buying lotto. Lotto buddies, just from afar. say hi you can have lotto when i get my two hundred fifty thousand, i'll give you 20 of it so (laughs) but usually like oh my gosh i won ten dollars wow i only spent eight thousand dollars to win that ten dollars so no (laughs) but it's that mentality it's that money for nothing Mm. mentality it is sacrifice to learn something new when you beginning your financial fitness journey you start at baby steps. Don't make it too big. Don't make it too scary. Just bit by bit. I'm going to listen to a new podcast every day. I'm going to read five pages of a book if you're not a reader. I'm going to go to the library and get a book if I have no money to buy the book. You still need to re- reward yourself along the way because if yeah. you don't, you will get discouraged. So it's keep hope. When you're losing hope, have a I'm losing hope plan which could be yeah. certain podcast people you listen to who fire you up. There's a lady who I listen to and if I'm having a really flat day, I just go, right, I need to have a hit of Christine Kane. And I just go, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can conquer the world again. She's an amazing woman and she's making a massive impact in the world. And I, you look at her and you go, I could never be like her. But when I listen to her and her successes, she talks about she needs to listen to one to two hours a day of positive stuff to stay mm. on task. And I'm like, oh, 
if she needs to, I'm okay. That makes it, so we're all doing this. The difference between yeah. me and Joe Blow, who's not growing and not moving ahead, is I'm listening to more stuff and creating better habits. Mm. I'm learning more each day. Leaders are learners. People yeah. who are constantly creating um, new pathways in their lives are learners. And the biggest thing with really, look, we are we are all victims. <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> of the system. The mm. system is designed to encumber you. The system is designed to get you in debt. The system itself it is designed to send you to school, off to university, work for somebody for the next 40 to 50 years and retire on a pension. That is what the current system is designed to do. The schooling system was created in the industrial era, which was created to get people educated enough to go into the factories to work. It has never really changed from then. Even the kids' mm. school that I went to, they're all, oh, we're about individuals. No, you're not. We're, they're all about fitting people into a square to move that square over to the next square. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. The system, so you've got to go, okay, if the system's like that, can't change it, really. If the system is like that, then we need to go, what can we do differently yeah. to break that? So, the, But the system is designed to lead you that way, but you have to go, okay, so these person over here is successful, what do they do different? Well, they don't listen to that crap for starters. They will mm. listen to two hours of podcasts a day of people talking about how to get healthy, how to get wealthy, how to change your bad habits, how to lead people better, all sorts of things. <laughs> so, mm. so the reality yeah. is there is hope. Nothing is hopeless. There is hope wherever you are. I watch a girl on TikTok, now I've gone into TikTok, who has <laughs> had cancer and she's spreading the word from her. She's got her chemo thing stuck in her dancing around. Like, is her life easy off TikTok? Absolutely not. Does her situation seem hopeless? Absolutely. But she's finding hope in those moments. And that's mm. my goal. doesn't matter where you are. There is hope and there are places mm. that you can start. Yeah. And even though we don't know what life looks like after this apocalypse. No. <laughs> the, the reality is it'll look like something. So everyone just needs to hang in there. Yeah, have hope. <laughs> have hope. You know what? This COVID business has highlighted that we need to be all changing some habits. We all mm. need to change our outlook. We all need to take out take ourselves in and go, you know what? What do I want? Where am I headed? What am I doing? And how could I be prepared for the future in a good way? And use it so therefore yep. you have opportunities rather yep. than hopeless situations. So we could refer to um, the apocalypse as an awakening, an awakening in <laughs> the areas of health and wealth to wake up to the reality check of where we are, how it affects us and what we need to do to move forward positively to yeah. continue in hope. Absolutely. We'll call it the COVID awakening. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, everybody, hope you enjoyed today's podcast on the COVID awakening. Thank you so much, guys. Don't forget to like us, subscribe. You can subscribe, apparently. I'm learning. Amazing. And the more people who write reviews, 
it lifts us up in the podcast land. Yeah, maybe I'll write one. Maybe I should do. <laughs> I Chris don't Waters, amazing financial know-how. Listen, to- <laughs> I'll write a review. <laughs> oh, very funny. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. The information shared on the Healthy Cash Cow is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. The Healthy Cash Cow exists purely for educational and social purposes and should not be taken as advice or relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. We always recommend you get professional advice relating to your personal situation. Head to christinemwaters.com or madfoodstore.com to check out the blogs based on today's podcast if you want to dive a little deeper. Or you can click on the links for the blogs in the podcast notes and you can also find us at the Healthy Cash Cow Facebook group. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. The Healthy Cash Cow.